Namaste, namaskaram, vanakam, namo, namaha, jai, ganesha, and subha, skanda shasti, a joyous and happy skanda shasti. Yesterday we finished up our wonderful Diwali celebration, and this year, the very next day, begins our next utsava of skanda shasti, celebrating the birth of the warrior deity. Symbolic for all of us as Hindus to become warriors for the Dharma. And in our message for Diwali for 2022, we went over the correlation between our Hindu festivals and the chakras. Remember, all of the outer rituals and symbolism and stories within Hinduism really come from inner realizations, and they also help to guide us into deeper inner realizations. So it's important to understand the process that's going on inside of us. So when we celebrate Ganesha Chaturthi, our first Utsava, It's the first chakra of memory and elimination. Remembering who we are, tattvamasi. This is the foundation. We've chosen the Hindu yoga, dharma, and it's all about realizing our atmana. And then our next festival was Durga Navaratri, wherein we respect all of the matajis, which again should be a strong sign to all Hindus why we do not worship God, which is a one male creator being within the Abrahamic and especially Christian traditions. This was all about the mother and the second chakra of reason. Now, realizing who we are as the Atmana with the body, mind, and emotion, we exercise our reason, wisdom, judgment, critical thinking. And the first chakra being the earth element is our grounding. The second chakra as the water element. This is nature's mirror. This is time for all of us to do some inner reflection. This naturally led into our next festival, which was Diwali, Diwali, Deepavali, the row of lights. This is the third chakra of using our willpower in a positive way. And we made an acronym out of will. Winning is losing laziness. We don't want to be lazy Hindus. We have been abused for millennia. Shame on the invaders, but shame on us for not standing up and protecting the Dharma, which was our primal message from Ganapati, the story of his creation, standing up to protect the Dharma, protecting his Mataji, even in the face of insurmountable odds. So we use that willpower for positive effects, positive results, taking care of business in the world, but most importantly, to use our willpower to go up into the next chakra, the heart, chakra of realizing our atmana. Remember atmadarshana paramo dharma. Along with all of our other important duties in life, taking care of the business of the world, our most important supreme duty is to realize our atmana. That's why we are here. Atmadarshana paramo dharma. So now we enter right into our next utsava of skanda shasti, the warrior the inner warrior. And of all of our Hindu deities, probably the least known is Skanda, also known as Kartikeya, Subramanyam, Muruga. And why is this? Because Murugan is primarily a South Indian deity, and the South Indians were the last to migrate to other countries. From the north of India, Many of the Hindus that were spread around the world due to the indentured system 
and then later just migrating to various countries, were primarily coming from the Vaishnavas tradition, and so therefore not much was known about Muriga. But this is changing. Interestingly, when my first pilgrimage to Trinidad back in the 80s, wherein the people, the ancestors came primarily from the north of India and heavily Vaishnava, focusing a lot on the Ramayana, learned very much from them, but they knew next to nothing about Muriga, who is Ganesha's second brother, or the second child of Shiva and Parvati. So there's profound symbolism here of having Ganesha as a foundation rising up to the heart, which is Muriga. And you can review our podcast on the gem principle, but here's a wonderful way for the Hindu Sampradayas to learn to have an affection between us and a realization of a certain process that's going on. We call it the gem principle, using the principles of physics, gravity, electricity, and magnetism in that order. And we associate this with our physical body. Gravity is from the belly on down. Electricity is at the heart and the magnetic head. And we also associate this with our deities, our Sampradayas. So if you're a Saiva Hindu, for example, obviously you go to Ganesha first, then to Muruga at the heart, and then Shiva Parvati, Shiva Shakti. Our Vaishnava Hindu brothers and sisters would start with Ganesha. We always start there. That's gravity, grounding, foundation. And then they would go to Krishna at the heart. He's a heart deity. And then to Vishnu and Lakshmi. And also within the Vaishnava tradition, Ganesha, and then the other heart deity is Hanumanji. Skanda, Hanuman, Krishna, these are all youthful, loving, warrior deities, heart deities, using our willpower to open up the Atmana, which we experience and feel at the heart. That's why we associate the heart with love. This is actually the Ut Bhavalingam, the seat of the Atmana. And the head is obviously the top portion of the lingam. Utbhava lingam, atma lingam, paramatma lingam. So also in the Vaishnava tradition, we go from Ganapati to Hanuman to Sitaram, the magnetic head. And then in the Shakti tradition, we have Ganesha as being understood. We go from Durga to Lakshmi to Saraswati, G-E-M. And also we have the understanding of before creation within Shaktiism, Kali, Durga, Parvati. This is how we can see ourselves as a united Hindu family. Saiva, Vaishnava, Shakti, the three. Let us live in harmony, follow the Dharma, and plant your yoga tree. Because we all have this in common. We all do Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Raja Yoga, Gyan Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Mantra Yoga, Japa Yoga, Nara Yoga, Nata Yoga. And all of this stimulates the inner awakening of Kundalini Yoga. So let's focus on this Skanda Shasti, this birth of Skanda, the birth of the warrior, the birth of the inner warrior. And this takes place every year, actually in the, the time of Kartik, which many Hindus know is the, is the bathing rituals. And today, but in the past, most didn't realize that this was all about Kartikeya, one of the other names for Murakanji, Kartikeya. We find this in the Vedas. And this refers to the Kritikas. And the Kritikas are the Pleiades, the six sisters, if you will, just to the, to the right, so to speak, of Orion's belt, seen in the southern sky, and very visible in the northern hemisphere at this time of year. 
So the number six is highly significant, and we'll get into that in a moment. But let's look at the birth of Skanda, Murganji, Kartikeya Subramanyam, Palani. So on the Devaloka, there was an evil demon. And notice how this theme plays out throughout time. There's always good and evil. And that's the whole symbolism of Diwali, is defeating evil. So there was an evil demon named Tarika who was harassing all of the devatas. So they all went to Mahadev Shiva for advice on how to get rid of this demon Tarika. So Parvati and Shiva, and this is a little bit of a racy tale, if you will, but they come together in their lovemaking, their cosmic lovemaking. And Mahadev being powerful deva that he is, when his seed was expelled, nothing could contain it. It was so powerful until it finally landed in a cosmic lake, the Saravanababa Lake, the lake of fire and water, the reed forest. Three words, Sada, Vana, Bhava. Reed, forest, born. And it also breaks down into six syllables, sa, ra, va, na, ba, va, which becomes Muruga's mantra. Just as we say Sri Ganesha Maha for Ganapati or Namashivaya for Shiva, we say Saravana Baba, Muruga's mantra. Again, the number six. So in this mythical lake of Saravana Baba, which was a lake of fire and water, now we see the inner symbolism with a grounding, a foundation, the earth itself. We have this body of water, the second chakra. So we have first and second chakra. Third chakra is all about fire. And what happens when you bring fire and water together, the second to the third chakra, you get the birth of the fourth chakra, the heart chakra. And symbolically, the fire is always symbolic of the male energies and the water of the feminine energies. This is life. This is how creation happens. When you bring the fire and the water together, when you bring the male and the female together, voila, the birth of a child. So this is the birth inside of us that this outer story symbolizes. The lake of fire and water, Sadhavana Bhava. The six sacred syllables. And Saiva Hindus do japa on the Rudraksha Malas. And we have Rudrakshas that are six-faced for Muruga. Five-faced is for Shiva, obviously. So as we do this jap, sa, ra, va, na, ba, va, or each bead, saravana bhava, saravana bhava, saravana bhava, um, a beautiful mantra, the six sacred syllables, and so now Muruga was born in this lake of fire and water, the reed forest, Sada, Vana, Bhava. And he was born with six heads. So therefore he had to be nursed by six nursemaids. This became the, the Kritikas, the Pleiades, the six sisters. So you see how this is really a cosmic understanding. And interestingly, this is the way we look at Hindu Dharma. It's very earthy, but it's other worldly as well, and cosmic. Remember, the word Hindu is also a constellation. 
and Hindu is also, or Hindu, doesn't matter how we pronounce it, is also the original homeland, the Indus River Valley. Or one of them, I mean, they're doing archaeological studies on different homelands now, but it's certainly an original homeland of the Hindu Hindus. So it's at this time of year when this Pleiades, the Kritikas, are most visible. So obviously that's when we're celebrating this birth of the six-faced deity, who we also call San Mukanada, six-faced Mukha deity. Nada. San Mukanada. And this is very significant because in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, of course we have many, many Shastras, many, many scriptures, Vedas, Agamas, Tantras, Mahabharata, Ramayana, Tirukarao, Tirumantram, Puranas, on and on and on. We don't rely on just one scripture, and we don't even have to use our scriptures. This is the beauty of Hindu Dharma. So in Sanmukhanada, the six-faced deity, we see him as the inspiration behind our six orthodox systems as Hin of Hindu philosophy, which they're known by in books on comparative religions, the Shad. Darshanas, the six orthodox systems of Hindu philosophy. This is highly significant. So why is Muruga, which means eternal youth, why is this youthful, loving heart deity, like Krishna and Hanuman, why is he considered the inspiration behind the philosophies? Because what is a philosopher? Philosopher, a love of knowledge. Philos, love of knowledge. To be a philosopher, one has to have love. One has to have a warrior spirit, and it brings out the youthful nature, hence the heart chakra, of always being the youthful, loving warrior. All three must go together. We can't be a warrior without love, then we just become a violent individual. So the inspiration behind the Shad Darshan is so significant because in these six philosophies, Nyaya, Visesika, Mimamsa, Vedanta, Sankhya, and yoga, the Shaddashanas, logic, the objects of logic, rituals and why we do them, the end conclusion of the Vedas, the science of enumeration, and putting it all into practice in the yoga darshana, respectively. Yoga. And this is highly significant in today's spurious yoga world, where they often focus on the Yoga Sutras. Another name for the Yoga Darshana, the Raja Yoga Patanjali. And sadly, they just pay lip service to it because they've never really read it in its original form or else they would not be distorting it as they do. So interestingly, when anyone talks about the Yoga Sutras, which in a very distorted way is part of any so-called 200-hour yoga certification program, which is highly insulting, very 200 hours, that's absolutely nothing. So anyone who purports to know something about the Yoga Sutras and Patanjali simply asks them, oh, tell me about Sanmukhanada and the Shaddashanas. They'll say, huh? The six-faced deity Muruga and the six orthodox systems of Hindu philosophy, not just the Yoga Darshana. And of course, Guru Patanjali was a Saiva Hindu guru. His guru was Tirunandi from the south. And one of his guru brothers was Tirumular, who wrote the famous Tristis to Siva, the Tirumantram, the mystical Tirumantram. So we have Muruganji, this youthful deity, Skanda, Kartikeya, Palani, Subramanyam, whatever name we choose. 
He has six faces. Born at the lake of Saravanabhava with six syllables. We have the six darshanas. And we have the yantra for Muruga, the shad konam, the six-pointed star, which actually later became the popular star of David for the Jews. But we see it prior to that in Hindu dharma. This is the yantra or the mystical diagram that represents Sanbukanada. And notice the wonderful puzzle pieces fitting together here. He was born of the lake of fire and water, of Shiva and Parvati, of male and female, of the second chakra and the third chakra, with a foundation of Ganesha, earthiness. So the Shad Konam, the six-angled star, is really created by bringing two triangles together. The upward triangle is always the fire, the male. The downward triangle is the water and the female. You bring the two together, and you get the Shad Konam, later known as the Star of David, to the Jews. Hence the birth of Muruga. Beautiful puzzle pieces all fitting together. It's interesting, in the Christian tradition, they look at the number six as being the number of evil, but we love it. Six, six, six. We have plenty of sixes here. The bringing together of the fire and the water, the male and the female, giving birth to Sanmukanada, the six-faced deity. So now let's look at another classic story that many Hindus are very familiar with. And it's when Ganapati and Muruganji, Kartikeya, Skanda approached their parents, Shiva and Parvati. And the parents gave them a challenge. Whoever can go around the universe or the world the fastest wins the prize. So Muruga, being the youthful deity, and he rides on the peacock, Moio, that's his vahana, Ganesha's vahana is the little mouse, Mushika. And the peacock is significant because the peacock, the male peacock, when it opens its feathers, it's like the opening of the heart chakra, the love, the ananda, the bliss that opens up at the heart. Highly significant. And the mystical eyes of the peacock feathers. And obviously the peacock's also associated with Krishna. So riding the peacock and being the youthful warrior, Murga immediately takes off to try to win the race. But Ganesha, obviously he's quite a bit slower, but much wiser. What does he do? He simply walks around his Mata and Pita. That's why our Mata and Pita are always our first Gurujis. And he says, because you are the whole universe to me. So Murga comes back, thinking that he won, and he sees Ganesha already there with the prize. Because Ganesha used his wisdom and again, this is a way of symbolizing the wisdom of Hindu dharma, of always respecting your mata and pita first. They're your first and last gurujis. And what was the prize? A humble mango. What a wonderful lesson that is. And the mango is always sacred to Ganesha. And the, the paisley design, which was very popular back in the 60s with all the hippies, the paisley is the mango, and it's very sacred to Ganesha. Coconuts, mangoes, they're all associated with Ganapati. Because remember, when we don't have a Murti, we can make a Murti of Ganesha with just a Kalasam with five mango leaves and a coconut on top. This is the beauty of Hinduism. We can use our scriptures or not. We can have images and Murtis or not. 
and most humbling, we can actually symbolize Ganapati on simply a little bit of gobar or cow dung on a pond leaf. Hmm. How humble is that? How beautiful is that? So, Ganesha won the prize of the mango. Now, here's the beautiful thing of passing on the torch, so to speak. And obviously, the wisdom of humility and respecting your siblings. Because we have another story where we see Ganesha giving the fruit to his brother, Muruga. And this is where Muruga now gets the name of Palani, which means you are the fruit. Highly significant here, because back to our gem principle, this is how we proceed from gravity to electricity to magnetism. And as a Saiva Hindu, we always go to Ganesha first, regardless of what Sampradaya you follow. But then we get passed on to the electricity of the heart, which for Saivas is Skanda, the inner warrior. So this is the symbolism of Ganapati now giving the mango over to his brother, saying to all Hindus, now you go from me to Muruga. You go from the belly down, the first and second and third chakras, up to the fourth chakra at the heart. And this is so beautifully depicted. In India and other places, Muruga temples are most often on the highest hill around. And there's a very famous temple in Tamil Nadu called Palani Hills. Hence the name Palani, or you are the fruit for Muruga. And his mandir is on the top of a hill. And it's a wonderful, wonderful place to visit. You go through the base, you go through Ganesha at the base, and then you they've carved steps into the mountain itself. And you can walk up the twisty path up to the very top to Murga. So it's symbolic of the, the exertion that it takes to go up into the heart to spiritual realization with a good foundation, first chakra, using our reason, life force in a positive way at the second chakra, using our willpower in a positive way. And that's the third chakra is very important because most of us spend most of our life in the first, second, and third chakra using our willpower to go down to the second chakra, sex, procreation, etc. That's all part of life, natural. And then all and down into the first chakra. And many of us spend most of our consciousness there. But it takes a, a kind of a gut-wrenching experience to turn that willpower around and go up and in. To have not just fleeting moments of love, but a more substantial experience of inner love, which in this understanding transcends duality, actually, because anahata actually means no hit, reminding us that pure love, not like and dislike and lust, pure love is just that. It's a pure experience. We really can't put a label on it. That's why we play fast and loose with that word love, because in true love, there's nothing to fall in or out of. It is a pure transcendental experience. And remember, transcend means to climb. This is the symbolism of this famous temple in Tamil Nadu. You have to climb. You have to work. Don't transvalue. Don't skip over like today's phony yoga, where they skip over all of these basics and just pretend to be a teacher fairly quickly. We have to transcend, which means to climb the mountain. And to advance in life, to climb through the many challenges of life, it takes tremendous shakti, tremendous energy. And remember the symbolism of Nagdevata, the snake in Hinduism, which is seen as a divine being. It's not seen as something evil. So for those who associate snakes with something evil, sadly, Rajiv Mahotra in his new book, 
snakes in the Gunda, I think he makes a huge mistake there using snakes. Because he uses snake as evil, which is the monotheistic understanding. As Hindus, we see the snake as divine Nag, Devata, because it symbolically represents the way the energies of life move. They don't move in straight lines. Think about that one. Think about the symbols of the monotheistic religions in straight lines. They Life moves in curvy lines, snake-like lines. Look at the snake-like fishes of our own brain. Sound waves, light waves, heat waves, the arteries, the veins, all snake-like movements. This is why Nagdevata is divine within Hinduism. And then profoundly, the snake also does a coiling motion, which now we really get into this whole science of creation. The spiraling galaxies, the spiraling energies that create the most powerful forces of the hurricane, the tornado, the whirlpool, the huge breaking wave. And notice to have that spiral, you have to have the silence, the zero, the empty space in the middle. This we also symbolically represent by the Shiva Lingam, which is the, the oval, the zero, if you will, the empty space, the eye of the hurricane, the black hole of creation, around which are the spiraling energies. So we have often of Shiva Lingam, the zero, the inner eye, and then around it a spiraling coiled copper snake, perhaps. And when you have a copper snake around a spatika lingam, a crystal lingam, you have a communication device. Think of the early crystal radios. So along with Moeo, the peacock, Murga is often seen standing with or on a snake, meaning he's controlled the energies. And of course, being the son of his father Shiva, Shiva is adorned with these Nag Devatas. And of course, the next prominent implement here is the Vela spear that Murga holds. And this actually was given to him by his Mataji, my Parvatima, which is a festival we celebrate a little bit later, called Taipusam. It's kind of like, if you want to look at it as a Hindu bar mitzvah, today he became a man. So his Ma Parvati gave him the veil, the spear. Again, the warrior, Skanda the warrior. And actually, mystically and symbolically, we look at that veil. The shaft is our own human spine. And then the spear is the head with the sharp point at the tip, the top of the head, opening up the top chakra, the Sahasvara chakra. Takes intense concentration and actually limiting the field of our mind, not expanding it at that point, to open up the Sahasvara chakra. Remember the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali, in his classic Yoga Sutras, he defines Dharana, Meditation contemplation as desabandas chittasya dharana, limiting the field of your mind. Not expanding at this point. We've done all the expansion prior to that. We've done all the study, all the outer work. And now we limit the field of the mind at the bindi. Remember, that's the mark of a Hindu to hit the sahasvara chakra, open up the thousand-petaled lotus. So as a Hindu warrior, we go up the spine the shaft of the veil. And we sing a very simple kirtan. Two Muruganji, veil, veil, Muruga, Shakti, veil, Muruga. 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 
Muruga, 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 Shakti Vail, Muruga, Nama Pavati Padiye, Hara, 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 Mahadevum. So opening up the heart chakra, no matter what our physical age is, finding that youthful, loving warrior within, no matter what the physical age is. Standing up for principles. Standing up for truth. And you can be sure when you stand up, there's always going to be people try to tear you down. But this is how change happens on the external. But most importantly, this is what happens internally as we develop our inner character. That's what we're here for. Remember, we don't take anybody or anything with us when we die, when we leave planet Earth to move on into our next experiences. So we need to stand up for principles. And when we go up the spine to the bindi, the third eye point, we experience the inner light, the feeling of lightness that comes also from being a youthful warrior, doesn't it? Being light, as opposed to being heavy, dark, down, depressed. But we experience the inner light, hence his name as Subramanyam, very popular name. Subramanyam, Subramanyam, Sanmukhanada, Subramanyam, 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 Sanmukhanada, Subramanyam, Siva, 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 Subramanyam, Hara, 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 Subramanyam, Siva, Siva, Hara, Hara, Subramanyam, Hara, Hara, Siva, Siva, Subramanyam, Siva, Saravana, Bava, Subramanyam, Guru, Saravana, Bava, Subramanyam, Siva, Saravana, Bava, Subramanyam, Guru, Saravana, Baba Subramanyam Subramanyam Swamiji Ki Om Subramanyam Very popular name And actually this was the name of my Guruji Who was the epitome Of a Muruga devotee so I'll tell you a little bit about this great man Who was in no way interested in Any kind of outer recognition at all his whole life was on fire for Mordecai. Everything to him was Mordecai, 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 Mordecai. And actually, as a child, he came with his parents from Tamil Nadu to the island of Fiji in the indentured servant system. So he grew up in Fiji, and as a young boy, he was on his deathbed with dysentery. And a Swami came, which became his Swami, Mordecai Swami, came and blessed him and told his family, to change his name to Subramanyam, and everything would be fine. And as he told the story to me, he healed from that point on, and he said his life was on fire for Mordecai from that time on. And his family happened to get a piece of crown land in Fiji, a large piece of acreage where they had a rice paddy, and they happened to have, quote-unquote, the largest hill on the island. And so he went on top of that hill as a young boy and sat for hours and hours and did his meditations. And he built a little tiny four-by-six little hut he could sit in in inclement weather with an old wooden door that he kept years later with a drawing of the Shadkonam on it and the veil. And there he would sit and meditate on top of that hill. And so when he became older, he, he knew that he had to have a mandir built on top of that hill. So he wasn't getting the financial support that he needed. So he told everybody that, well, bye-bye. 
I'm leaving. I'm going to walk around this whole island. I'll be gone for at least a year, so don't look for me. And I'm going to collect donations. I'm just going to beg for money wherever I go. And I loved when he recounted the story to me. When I met him, he was in his 70s. He recounted the story, and he called me Yogiji. So he said, Yogiji, when I went around, I made sure that I went to the police department and got um, an official book, a donation book, so that I could give everybody a receipt, so that everybody knew what this was going for. So he went around the island for over a year, and he said that he slept wherever he was. He ate very infrequently. He said dogs would sometimes come and chase him, bite at his heels. But irregardless, he came back after a year and had enough funds to start the, the small mandir, his dedication to his Ishtadevata Murugenji, which he built on top of this hill, out of thick, solid blocks, six-sided mandir from Murugenji, a little mandapam. And actually, he called me. I was in America at the time, and he called me on the inner plains. I kept getting a message in my mind to go to Fiji, go to Fiji, go to Fiji. I had no idea what Fiji was about. I didn't, And I didn't do any research on purpose. I had no idea if there were even any Hindus there. So I went to Fiji, just landed there, and asked the taxi driver to take me to the first mandir. And it just happened to be a Muruga mandir. So just like in Trinidad, when most of the indentured servants came from North India, and it was heavily Vaishnava, in Fiji... They all came from the south of India, and it was very Saivite. So many, many temples to Ganapati, Muruga, and Shiva Shakti. Muruga is very, very big there. And it was there that I, quote-unquote, happened upon his mandir. I happened to see a light one night at the top of this hill. And the next morning I walked up there and saw this beautiful little shrine to Muruganji. Sat inside for several hours until the big steel doors opened. And there stood my Guruji, looking down at me, first white person to ever be in that mandir. And he wasn't shocked at all. It seemed like he knew that I was coming there. And we ended up spending many months, decades together on the inner plains, working, praying, meditating. This is how we live. We planted pineapples and peanuts so that we'd have plenty of food and we had a little rice paddy little garden. And so we would fill our days in karma yoga and bhakti yoga and raja yoga. And then I'd sit and listen to Guruji talk from his inner experiences. So he epitomized, even in his 70s, that youthful, loving warrior strength and dedication to Murugan-ji, his Ishtadevata. And it was on this island of Fiji that I, and in Tamanadu where I got to witness the wonderful Kavadi festival at Skandashasti, where devotees will have a pole that they carry on their neck, and there's a basket attached to each end, and they it's a sadhana. They go from house to house throughout the village, and people will put offerings in these baskets of rice, etc., until they become very heavy, and everything is brought to the temple where it's then distributed amongst the people. And they sing the song, Kavadi, Kavadi, Un Kavadi, Un Kavadi, using this as a, as a discipline, as a tapas. And also during this time, very interesting, nothing new under the sun. This is where I saw the fire walking and the piercings that we see also in contemporary times. 
as devotees would walk on hot coals, and also the many, many piercings, which, very interesting, that's becoming a rage in contemporary society. But quite amazing to witness the, the piercings as they would pierce their back, pierce veils through their tongue and cheeks. Obviously not for everyone, but people doing various disciplines in sadhana, perhaps to, to mitigate some wrongs they've done in the past, or maybe they're doing a sacrifice as they're praying for somebody else who's in trouble or in need. But amazing to witness these tremendous acts of devotion that you clearly see in Hinduism. They're extreme, of course, but this is the beauty of Hinduism. There's everything in its opposite. So, fellow Hindus, it's all about finding that youthful, loving warrior spirit within and standing up for the Dharma, being proud to be Hindus. And we are Hindus. It's not a foreign word, whether you say Hindu or Hindu. From the Vedas 984, Hindu Samudra, Iddhayarti Vayubhir. Hindu, Hindu, Hindu. With the support, Bhir, of the breath, Vayu. Grab a hold, Iddhayarti, of the Samudra, the cosmic ocean within. And how do we do that? We do that through living this Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific lifestyle. Yoga, Samana, Parivam, Sapta, Shravat. Rigveda 7.64.8 So within this Ratugat, within this body chariot, if you will, we find our beautiful, tranquil self, Samana Parivam, and the seven flowing rivers, Sapta Shravato, which are the seven chakras within. And also, these rishis, these vipras, these poets, these kavis, they sometimes would refer to themselves as bindus, bindu, Hindu, hindu, which is the mark of a Hindu, is it not? In 111.4, puram bindu vajri purush tutaha, ancient, soulful bindu, hindu, warrior, puram bindu, vajri purush tutaha, Ancient Bindu, Hindu, Hindu, soulful warrior. Unfortunately, sometimes Aduna Bindu, Tamaso, Prakriti, Tutaha. We have Hindus that have not found their warrior spirit. Remember, the Bindi, the Bindu, is the mark of the Hindu, and that mark represents our goal of Atma Dashana as we uncover the inner light, the inner jyoti, the antar jyotir, subramanyam, subramanyam. And if we don't find our inner warrior, which has been our problem throughout history, yes, people have taken from India, from Bhumimata, from the Hindu Yoga Dharma, but we unfortunately have often let them do that by being weak, we're in some way having a very distorted notion of a distorted universalism, a distorted notion of ahimsa, which does not mean we cannot stand up and protect our ideologies, our philosophies. So sadly, we also know that many Hindus get made fun of. The bindi, the bindu, becomes 
instead of a mark of a warrior, it becomes a target. We all unfortunately know about the dot busters that used to roam, especially in the streets of the Northeast in New Jersey. And when we look at so many of our once sacred Sanskrit, Tamil, Hindu terms and concepts, we have allowed them to become distorted by those of an elitist mindset. Terms like Ayurveda, Chakra, Kundalini, Guru, Swami, Pandit, and the ubiquitous yoga, all of which been distorted and taken away from the Hindu yoga dharma, from its roots. And we all know what happens when we take something from its roots. It dies a slow or a quick death. So in this most auspicious time of Skandashasti, let's all be a strong, united Hindu family and find again that profound, loving, youthful warrior spirit to stand up and protect the Dharma. Vel vel muruga shakti vel muruga. Vel vel muruga shakti vel muruga. Vel vel muruga shakti vel muruga. Vel muruga shakti vel muruga. Vel muruga shakti vel muruga. Muruga 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 muruga. Muruga 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 muruga. Shakti Vail Murakanikiruhara Namapavati Padie Hara 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 Mahadevu Om Shanti Namaste Namaskaram Vanikam Namuna Maha Jai Ganesha Jai Murakanji Jai Shiva Shakti Jai Hindu Yoga Dharma